so looking at conversation with Christ chapter four, it's really a pretty uh, simple chapter in the sense that he's kind of talking about what he's going to talk about again. And you'll see a few times in the book, he kind of uh, addresses things that he'll address again a little bit later, but it's not a bad necessarily teaching technique either. Um, to kind of introduce things and then to go into them somewhat more deeply. And so the basic point of chapter four is to encourage you to see the necessity of having some sort of method. And then he's going to offer the, the, obviously the one that Teresa gives us. And so there's a few different things that uh, will go into this. So the first thing he wants to say is that St. Teresa had a method. Um, and that, that, that it's important to have some sort of manner of entering into prayer, that it's not just some sort of a haphazard uh, thing, which I would absolutely agree with. And he wants to say, especially for beginners, it's important to follow some kind of pattern of prayer. Probably you have something relatively well established at this point, so some of this may be unnecessary. But the two extremes that he, he wants to, he notes that it's important to avoid are a lack of all method and an overcomplexity. And surely we could imagine, you know, somebody who's, who's beginning prayer um, just trying to enter into it as a spontaneous relationship of just conversation. And for 99% of people, that's, that's just not going to fly, right? At some point, you're going to get tired of saying things. And it's not going to seem like God's saying anything to you. And it's going to be like, well, that didn't work. And there goes prayer, right? And so what's being presented is just some kind of a, a structure to allow prayer to happen and to allow a certain kind of listening to God to happen also. And so that's what he's really introducing and trying to encourage us to believe that it's important. Um, let's see here. This is just on page 20. As a soul progresses in prayer, these steps will be employed automatically without advertence to their application. It will be only in periods of dryness that one will find himself obliged to force through the method again to ensure success at prayer. I don't really like that, that little phrase, success at prayer, but in any case, I think I know what he means. Because um, I, I don't know that I ever, I don't know that I ever feel really successful at prayer, right? Um, but please God, faithful, and that the Lord, you know, I trust that the Lord is there in it. But I think one of the things that I like about that paragraph is, is to simply point out that even if you guys don't feel a strong need, like you may have a certain rhythm of prayer, to point out that there may be sometimes when we need to go back to certain ways of praying that are more basic or more structured, because we may be struggling, right? And so we may at a certain point not feel the need maybe to do so much preparation or not feel the need to maybe read so much. But then at another time, you may feel like you're just floundering and your prayer is extremely dry and you may need to be reading more or to be sort of engaging your intellect, allowing your intellect to be engaged more. That may or may not happen, but I think his, his point is well made. Another thing from this particular paragraph that I think is very worthwhile pointing out is, the, is this. That as things, as, as the soul progresses in prayer, certain steps will be employed automatically. And that in one sense, 
Um, like we were talking about the ARRR, right? This, this acknowledge, relate to God, receive back from Him, and then respond. So that's sort of a thing that what we learn in meditation of recognizing God's presence, being open to Him, speaking to us, sort of re- responding back to Him, that hopefully not only will these things start to, some of the steps become uh, automatic or more and more automatic in prayer, but they start to become more automatic outside of prayer, right? That as we wander through the day, right? Because if, if I could say in a sense, um, like one of the ways that I understand prayer is, is kind of, here's my amazing stick figure man again, so here's Father Francis Mary, right? And that meditation is sort of a method that opens me to be impacted by God, right? It opens me to allow God to speak a word into my heart through the scriptures, through an image, through one of his mysteries that probably I wouldn't be prepared to receive otherwise. And the whole method, right, all the preparation, the consideration, the, it, is really t- for that, so that God can impact me, he can enter in, he can touch me in some way. Ultimately, that's what you want to be all the time, right? The gifts of the Holy Spirit, our experience of personal prayer, all of these things are supposed to make us more and more like this sort of radar that just picks up God as we walk through our day, right? You could be stuck on the George Washington Bridge and receive a word from the Lord if you're open enough to it, right? And so when he says that hopefully as you enter into prayer, certain steps will become more and more just sort of natural to you and you won't need to think about them as much. But I want to say also, as you continue through prayer, that some of these things that he's offering as kind of steps of entering into meditation will hopefully also just become a part of your life in a real sense. And and so that's kind of a longer-term goal, but a real possibility, right? And so, and then just the last thing. He just, he just mentions, on various occasions, one will find that he may omit some of the steps. And so, already there, there's this real possibility of flexibility. And, and I would say that that should be a, a, something that would typify Franciscan prayer once you have sufficient experience and rootedness in God, right? So I remember Father Stan Fortuna one time just talking about, like when you are learning how to play, you know, like he's an incredible bass guitarist. Like, I'm not necessarily a huge bass guitar fan, but like the guy is phenomenal. And, but, but how do you get phenomenal? Or like Brother Sean Paul, how do you get phenomenal? You practice scales. That's it. Over and over and over and over and over again. At some point, it becomes so rooted in you that a certain spontaneity and like improvisation is possible. And you look at Brother Sean Paul playing the fiddle and you're like, that thing looks like it's a piece of his body. You know, it's just like, what is that? That is discipline, right? That is discipline. And the whole idea of a, of a certain method like this is ultimately, now with this, with prayer, it's not just discipline. It's a lot of grace, you know? And some people get catapulted past having to worry about discipline, 
straight into like an improv sort of being able to pray, like praying in an improv sort of way. But most people, including your, your novice director, the man teaching the class, most people, it's years of some sort of following a certain kind of method and allowing God to touch us before more and more and more freedom in prayer happens, right? But so we don't want to be too fixed. And on certain days, like so on certain days, you may, you may sit down in holy hour, open your Bible. You see one word. It says like, Jesus came to, and you just launch into conversation or into being with Jesus, right? You've skipped the preparation. You've skipped the, really the reading. You've skipped consideration, and you've gone straight in. That may happen some days, right? And be free to let that happen when it happens, right? And we need to be free to allow certain things to become less important if they need to be less important. So I want to encourage a freedom, but also you need to know that normally speaking, people have to toil a certain amount of time in a kind of method before that can happen. But there's a lot of variety in a lot of different people. John of the Cross, one of his not off-quoted sayings, says, it is rare to find any two souls that are led in the same way, right? And so, while John of the Cross, you're like, John of the Cross, you wrote like volumes on like the way that somebody progresses through the spiritual life. But he wants to say, yes, I did, of course, right? And I hope that that's helpful. But what he really wrote first were poems, right? And only later did he sort of write more systematic stuff around it. But for him, it was all about the response of love to love. For St. Francis, it was all about the response of love to love. We enter into certain methods, but always with the eyes on the goal of this is about love, and ultimately, hopefully, more and more, a certain spontaneity of response of our love to Christ's love coming into our hearts. That's where the whole thing is headed. Um, bitty, 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 bitty. So, normally good to follow a method. Certainly, you can talk to your spiritual director about it or myself if you want to. If in your particular case, you're not sure, should I be more firm with a method? Should I, you know, can I be a little bit freer with it? Yeah, you know, it'll be a little bit different for each guy. Um, but, I think, yeah, I think that's basically what I wanted to say about that. Um... Good. Any questions about anything I just said? Any additions, deletions, anything else you found in the chapter that you thought was super important that I didn't just blab my mouth about? Or anything you think you're just, I totally missed it. Totally missed it. Now we're pretty good. Okay.